podcast called uh, Dub Jellyson Podcast. First ever type 1 diabetic in UFC history. Uh, doing fine, Dub. Nice to be with you. Get out! <laughs> He's like, yeah. My tunnel vision and my periphery, I'm like all field. Hey, you know how it is, Dub. Hey, when you're, hey, when you're team. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's crazy. What's up, everyone? We're back with another episode of Dub Justin Podcast, and David, very special guest, the first ever IU guest to join the <laughs> podcast, Mr. Nick Zizoff. Nick, how are you? I'm doing great. I didn't know I was the first one, but honored. I appreciate it. Well, hey, man. I mean, I've had some bad luck um, <laughs> trying to get you guys on. I think they see the Purdue thing, and they're like, nah, I'm not going to mess with that. But, uh, I mean, how's retirement life going for you, or quote-unquote retirement? Because I know you're – Retirement, right. You got yeah. to- a new job and you seem really busy. Oh no, definitely busy. Um, big transition. Uh, but things are going well, you know, basketball doesn't go forever. Um, it's, uh, it's just nice to, to be home in Chicago now and, and not miss anything. Um, not miss holidays, uh, birthdays, you know, special events. And, um, it's, it's been, it's been great being back home and, uh, just being around my family, my fiance and a lot of friends. You mentioned your fiance. Congrats on getting engaged recently. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I'll mention it to her in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I mean, what is this new job, if you don't mind me asking, and how do you like it so far? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an analyst for a real estate firm, so I'm on the back end side um, analyzing properties that before has acquired. Um, it's been a very steep learning curve so far just from understanding where to locate the information you locate and actually knowing what to locate um but it's uh it's been going well uh, i love the people i work with you know as i was lucky to have um in college and especially my last year at indiana which i'm sure we'll get into uh being on a, on a team um a team that you know works well together is one of the most enjoyable things um you know to have regardless of what the uh, job or um, sport is right. So uh, I'm loving the people I'm working with, and uh, it's been a great, great start. I think I'm in. I was I had it down count out. I'm in like six or week six or week seven right now. So very new. <laughs> Getting into the groove of things. I like it. I think it's really cool. A lot of guys, especially in basketball, get into real estate. Um, and I mean a multitude of facets. Um, but is that something that you kind of thought of when you're playing for? after your career was over? You know, gosh, I, I really didn't have it all figured out by any means. And I still don't. Um, when I was in college, kind of towards the latter and uh, latter years, I, you know, I just loved the game so much that I wanted to keep playing. If the, you know, opportunity presented itself, I did not have a life after basketball figured out by any means. I probably didn't even figure that out until the last, you know, six or seven months, honestly, uh, it, it, it was quite a transition from that standpoint of like, okay, this is time, you know, your game, uh, you love it, but you don't love it as much as you used to. Um, it, it wasn't at IU where I ever had an idea that I would get into real estate. I was in finance. I was, uh, was able to do my grad school there at Kelly, um, when I transferred over from Illinois state. Uh, so I knew finance was kind of where I, I had an interest in all that. And um, it kind of didn't know where it was going to stem into, but here it did. It stemmed into real estate. 
And I mean, when I first kind of saw that you retire, I was super surprised. I was like, I thought he was I mean, doing pretty well over there and um, overseas. I mean, how hard was it to make mm-hmm. that call and what all went into that decision? It was tough. Um, I mean, there's a ton of reasons. Uh, some of it was, you know, the team that I had played for. Uh, let's see if we're going back here now to 2020 COVID hit. Um, I was playing for one of the best teams in Spain. Um, that's the level that I that I aspired to get to. And if I wasn't going to stay at that level um, for the next two, three, four, five years, you know, I pretty much had thought like, okay, if it's, if I'm not going to stay there, it's about time to, to wrap this thing up. Um, I'm 28 years old now, not a bad time to start a new career. Um, I mean, there's, I could walk you down a million different reasons, but it kind of stemmed from that. And, and, uh, year after 20, the 2020 season ended, the job I got in Greece was, um, it was a good league. It wasn't the same echelon as where I was at in Spain with all that, you know, tying together, um, my fiance being back here, well, girlfriend at the time, um, mm-hmm. being back here in the States and family. And I had done it for four and a half, five years. It, it takes a toll. It's tough. Like you said, how, how tough it is, um, being over there alone. It's great experience, but it's a very tough eight, nine, 10 months out of the year. Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of guys on um, who've played overseas. And one thing that literally every single person has said is how lonely it is over there. I mean, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't really know the language. I mean, I'll, I'm sure a lot of people speak English um, wherever you're playing, regardless around the world. But, I mean, it's a lot of just kind of yep. chilling, hanging out, video games, doing whatever. So, um, I mean, it is really hard, mm-hmm. especially mentally for you guys. No, mentally, um, mentally and physically, it's a grind. Uh, it's kind of like college, but in a whole different way with, um, the language barriers and the culture, um, coaches will practice your tails off. And I thought I had coach crane doing that every day in college, but it's a little different when, uh, uh, you're 24, 25, 18 to 23 doing that. So, the physical side hurt me as well. I also had two like Achilles tendonitis issues that were just grinding on me for the last two and a half years that I was playing. Um, mentally, every single day you get one off day a week, so it's it's never easy. I mean, overall, how do you look back on those uh, painful years that you've got to play overseas? Though I love it. I mean, the people I've met. I'll always, you know, keep good, close contact and great relationships with them. Um, Had some great teammates, had some great seasons, great teams, um, playing against some of the best players in the world that have made it over here now to the NBA and some that haven't or may not, but that are starting to get recognition on the the world scene, Um, especially what we just saw in the Olympics. phenomenal uh i mean it's it's i always wanted to play at the highest level um and spain to me was that uh i'll never take that for granted all the experiences all the places i got to see that well it's it it is what it is but i got paid to go to these places which was really nice i mean you can't 
I'll, I'll never again, like I said, take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Who were some of the, I guess, like the most notable names that you played against when while you were overseas? Um, gosh, when I was playing in Lithuania, I played against. Uh, we had a we had the Countess team in Lithuania um, was Algiris and Kevin Pangos, Brandon Davies, Aaron White. Um, well, more that team was like the, the third best team in Europe that year, actually, too, from Lithuania. It was quite a team to, to play against. Um, then when I was in Spain, playing against Barcelona and Real Madrid and Basconia and Valencia, I mean, playing against Tomas Hertel, uh, who, was on, who was on France, he's on sorry, the French national team. Um, Vincent Poirier, who was the seven-footer for the Celtics, uh, was on the Bucks. He was on Basconi at the time when I played against him. Uh, I mean, the list the list goes endless. Miritich didn't play in the game that we that we beat Barcelona in in 2020. He was out. Um, but those likes, I mean, it was a, it was quite a quite an, uh, an honor strapping it up against those guys. Mm-hmm. And I know we kind of got away from this, but was going overseas what you expected and, or did you have like that massive culture shock that a lot of guys have? Um, it was my first time going to Europe ever. Um, and the fact that I never had been, it was, it was quite a big shock. Um, what was less of one for me when I realized like, okay, the G league isn't really doing it for me. My system, my skill set isn't really working. I need to go, check this out somewhere else Mm -hmm. um and because of that i was much more open to doing so um and it ended up being a a great experience for me but i've seen and heard of experiences where it lasts maybe two three four weeks and these guys are done my old teammate from illinois state lasted in japan i think anywhere from four to eight weeks. And was like, yeah, I've just not, not had it. And he had his brother there with him. I get it. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine what, yeah. I mean, every, just the, the whole process is just bananas to me. Like mm-hmm. going, from a time difference alone. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, my fiance is a first grade teacher. She'd be getting out of school at three or four. I'd be going to bed at, seven eight hours time difference ahead around that time so just thinking about when you're able to like communicate with your loved ones you know it's a it's a whole different thing that's why a lot of times when you see the some of these players that last so long over there one they're really good and they're getting paid really well and well on top of that and probably more you know importantly you know they can have some you know family or they've already been you know that's that's their their life is to to have their you know wife kids family with them over there it's it's just a, a totally totally different um aspect when you when that happens mm-hmm. and you talked about playing in the g league um and how it didn't really like like you couldn't really get up for it i guess would be a, mm-hmm. a good way of saying it but how'd you look back on that I mean, it was a great experience playing against, you know, some really good competition um, and learning the NBA game differently than um, Europe. I think I would have been so much better the second time when I was in the G League if I hadn't had my 
um, I had some really nagging, like I mentioned earlier, Achilles tendonitis issues. On, and again, it was just like every single day. Um, I wasn't able to get past that mentally and confidently um, until probably a year later. And then at that point, you know, it, the G League was, was, was um, especially that second time when Santa Cruz really could have, really could have been a great organization, great opportunity um, to kind of imprint myself there. But Hey, it all happens for a reason and it didn't work out, but uh, I mean, great people, great coaches, uh, players that should be in the NBA or should, or could be playing on the top level Europe, but you know, don't want to do that overseas life. Mm. I mean, how, how cool is it though, to be able to play fairly close to home? Um, being mm-hmm. at Ames. Really cool. Especially after that year um, at IU, uh, you know, after I got waived by the Pacers going to Fort Wayne was um, was cool because I was just Bloomington, Indianapolis, then up to Fort Wayne, and my dad's family and his side is originally from Fort Wayne, so that was really fun to be around them and spend some quality time um, when I was not, you know, working and playing games, and um, you know, with them having that that home base there. And I, I mean, I skipped over this part, but is it weird to know that you aren't going to be prepping for a season because? I've been talking to a few to try to get them on the show and they're like, Oh, I'm flying to Germany tomorrow. Oh, I'm flying to Japan in two days. Like, yeah, we got to push this out a little bit. I get it. No, I've started to see some like seasons starting up again overseas. And I mean, is a little itch, but not anywhere like that. I, I don't really miss the game. I love the game. I always will. Um, it's a part of me and, and will always, always will be. Um, but I actually haven't been on a court in like two and a half months. And that's probably the thing that I'm missing the most is just being able to shoot in a gym alone. Not even, not even just play, just like go in the gym, have some fun. That sound of the net is, is different. Um, and always will be, uh, there's a little, a little bit there. It's like, dang, all these guys are going over right now. It's about that time. But my best, you know, one of my best friends, Jackie Carmichael is going over to Slovenia tomorrow. And I'm over here thinking, yeah, I'm glad I'm not packing my bags right now to go anywhere alone right now. So he's, he's, uh, he's a much better player than I am and worth a lot more though. So I get it. (laughs) Do you think that you, that you'll, your kind of itch for the game will grow or just keep decreasing as the years go on? I wouldn't, uh, decreasing. No. I mean, I guess it just depends on how, how, we describe itch, right? So I'm always going to, I'm watching the TVT, even though I don't think it's very good basketball, like until the latter games, I'm still watching that. I still love it. And it, you know, I can talk about it for days as you know, we're having this conversation, you know, freely. Um, I always, it'll always be there. It always, my, my number one sport, I always want to go play whenever I have an opportunity to, as long as my body feels okay. Um, but, uh, no, I don't, I don't see it ever decreasing. Fair enough. I mean, hey, I, I love the TBT. I got to go to the, the game in Columbus. It was Minimum uh-huh. and Volunteers and then um, Carmen's crew, and I forget who they played in their first game. But Oh, and then Mackie played against Carmen's, right? Mm-hmm. We ended up losing. But there's some, fun, there's some fun teams. It's fun to get the alumni back. Um, there are some good basketball, but then – 64 teams is a lot. Mm -hmm. There's some, 
I'm seeing my buddy Max Bielfeld play on the Bradley team and I'm seeing some of the guys he's playing against and I'm like, why, why are these guys out here? You know, like I get it. Hey, you love for the game. I'll never, never uh, disrespect that. That's mm-hmm. that. But, but for me, I'm like, I couldn't even get off work to go play. So that will not, I, I doubt I'm able to do the TBT. It'd be fun if we got an IU team back to do it. I'm going to be part of that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot to put into your summer too. When you have a chance at winning a hundred, you know, or a million dollars, yeah. right? Every time shy is a thing. So I, I have to, I have to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, as much as I don't want to admit it, I think, if you guys got an IU team together, they'd be damn good. Just I do agree. Seeing some some tweets that were tweeted at uh, guys like me and um, Ray Dollar Jones, Sheehy, Holes, um, some of the guys that like James Blackman, Rob, some of the guys that played after me too. Um, it would be a pretty a pretty solid squad. Um, there's a lot of solid squads out there. I mean that. That Boheim's Army team, Tyrese Rice is one of the best I've played against in Europe. He is a killer. So those, I mean, it comes down to uh, Keeper Sykes hitting a crazy shot because he's going off. I'm like, that is a terrible shot. That is an open gym big ball shot right there where they could easily not make it. Our team goes down ball game. million dollars right there. But hey, it's it's actually it's entertaining. That's the good thing about that tournament is it's very entertaining. Yeah, what do you think about the Elam inning? Because I see it kind of has like mixed mixed reviews mm-hmm. from the fans. Um, that's a very good question. I I like it from an like exterior external point of view. Like it's a very fun thing to watch. Yeah. Um, very entertaining. If I'm playing, though, no, I want that fourth quarter the way it's, it's supposed to be. Um, finishing games has always been something that I've always taken pride on. You know, that last five minutes is, is it. Um, and I think that's the, the finishing, the ending that I've always, you know, that's, that's how I want to play it out. But don't get me wrong. It's, it's fun, too. It's, it's, it's an open gym. Like, you're playing to seven. Other teams up five or two. You have, you have to strap it up you know so yeah i agree i mean i see some people saying like oh the nba should implement this and i'm like i don't i really wouldn't want to see that i mean it's cool and something like the tbt or even the all-star game it's entertaining but yeah yeah i wouldn't want to see that over 100 games whoever wins the for sure finals um i kind of want to go back to your uh college career a little bit more in depth what was that recruiting process like coming out of high school? I know you mm-hmm. ended up in the recruiting process twice, but what was it like coming out of high school and, and choosing Illinois State? Well, I almost went to Indiana just to be a regular uh, student. Um, I did not have any scholarships until uh, July going into my senior year. Uh, the, la- the very last tournament, I was getting some low Division One, mainly D2, D3 looks. Um, and had a very good tournament in, in Maryville, Indiana, of all places. And uh, there came an Illinois State scholarship, a UIC one, some interest from Iowa, DePaul, um, Bradley, 
um, a few, uh, another small school scholarship. And once scholarship hit, I was like, okay. And, it, and the schools that came into play, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to play, but I was really in between. Again, it wasn't from a lack of love or passion for the game. I gave everything I had to that game is, you know, from before high school all the way until I stopped playing. Um, but the fact that it came, you know, when coach Jankovic and coach Parham and Judson from Illinois state contacted me and offered me a scholarship and then took my visit there and I committed the next day because I just liked the team, liked the group, liked the coaches, um, kind of like how it, uh, it turned out with IU that three years later, but a, a lot more, um, a lot more things had to fall into place with the IU one. Cause I had to graduate early, um, a lot of different, yeah, a lot of grad school situations, uh, coaching, you know, NCAA requirements with the grad stuff. It, that was, and that my dad went to Indiana was quite a, uh, a blessing that it all worked out that way too. Before we get you to your transfer from IU, how do you look back on those, on those two years with Illinois state? And is it, is it like bittersweet when you transfer from a school at all? I've never really asked that of someone who's transferred. Um, some it actually was for me because I really love that school. I love my teammates. Um, that last year that I was there, it just wasn't the right thing for me, um, from a, from a basketball like system standpoint. And I was able to graduate early and go to a school with a, you know, very big, you know, very great respected business, um, grad school. And that's what it came down to. And I made it for, uh, made the decision from a career standpoint, um, basketball as well as overall life and future job yeah I mean I forget your exact wording of it but you're basically like um like you weren't going to play basketball you're going to go to IU and it wasn't because of a lack of love for the game but something that I've noticed already in the what 20 minutes we've been talking is how you're just honest with yourself you're honest with whatever situation you're in I mm-hmm. think it's really valuable no, it's, uh, it's always been something thankful that my parents, you know, raised me that way, but it also is something that benefited me, um, when I played for coach Crean and being able to be held accountable and be, you know, understanding of when I mess up or when someone else messed up. That was one thing that why that senior year team, my fifth year senior year team at IU when we won the big 10, um, was so special because we all were able to hold each other accountable, whether it was a freshman, junior, senior, fifth year, senior, it was all like, okay, even Thomas Bryant could tell me I messed up, but Thomas knew I was going to tell him if he messed up too. And there was a mutual respect understanding that we just wanted to win and we were accepting of that. And that's something that, you know, I think is needed in any team situation if you want to win and win championships. Now, going back to that, to your transfer to IU, was it a no-brainer when they showed interest? And, I mean, what other teams were involved? It was because of the family ties. Um, when it came through, it was, it was going to be IU. Um, I had talked with West Virginia um, and Duquesne. Those are the only two places that um, I was set to visit. I visited Duquesne. I did not make it to West Virginia. Um, those were the three that it kind of finally came down to, but once IU had the scholarship available, the graduate stuff went through coach Crean was my type of coach. 
um, Indiana was always my school. I was a fan <laughs> growing up. <laughs> it's enough. fun playing. It's fun playing that jersey in that jersey and playing in Assembly Hall when you you know grew up watching those games. I mean, during that first game, I could only imagine putting on that Purdue jersey because I've been a Purdue yeah. guy my entire life. Yeah. I mean, what was it like for that first game? You're walking out, even when you're in the layup lines, just like, okay, I'm actually about to play for IU right now. Yeah. It's nice that they give the exhibitions because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exhibitions don't count and you're playing against a team that you guys are going to beat regardless. So um, it's nice to have that little uh, rehearsal, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, cloud nine, though, cloud, cloud nine. My parents were there. My dad was there. Probably, probably more cloud nine for my dad than it was for me. Cause at the end of the day, I'm just playing ball like another day. Um, but yeah, being, being in assembly hall, I'm, man, I miss it. I, I miss it. And it's, it was an honor that we were able to finish 17 and zero that senior year in assembly hall because of how great the fans are. Um, and just as importantly, if not more importantly, how great that team was. Yeah. I can only imagine. Is it awkward to come into a, a program as a transfer? I mean, you're going to be dependent on as an upperclassman. You were going to be a junior your first year, but you're mm-hmm. brand new to a program, mm-hmm. to the culture, and trying to gel with the, the rest of the guys. A mm-hmm. um, little bit. It is a little, it is a little tough, a little nerve-wracking because um, you haven't been there for your first three years of college like other guys have. But that year also we had a lot of newcomers, a lot of new freshmen that first year, so that also helped um because it was a transition for a lot of guys how special was it to i mean end your college career with a big 10 championship and a sweet 16 run man it's it's always the best i guess when i first started um high school and college i wanted to finish strong um that's always something i prided myself on whether it's a game drill practice um and to go out the best way um, not a national championship like we all thought we were capable of doing, um, but to have that Big Ten championship and to you know make a run in a tournament is is all that you know all. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I mean, you guys were really really good that your senior year. I mean, you you played with guys like Yogi Blackman, like you mentioned, yeah. Williams, OG Thomas Bryant, Juwan Morgan. I mean, you got yeah. down on this. Well, how fun was it to play with some of those guys? Just like, I mean, we all we all know their skill and talent level is amazing, right? We 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 get that. We see that on the court. They're getting paid millions of dollars to do so, and they're and and rightfully so. It more of it comes to me is like the locker room guys that we had, um, like what type of off the court guys we had on that team, guys that will still come have a reunion, whether it's in L.A. or Chicago, um, years after the fact, um, and pick up like we just left off and just have fun and joke around and and kid and give each other crap. Um, that's the stuff that you always remember, and that's what brings, brings winning. I mean, whenever you win, you have to have that bond, um, and winning teams stick together. Uh, those guys, again, they're super talented, but best guys, best families, um, you know, miss being around them all the time. 
Hey, I know we're getting close on time, so I just have a couple more for you. Mm-hmm. And this has been great. If we need to run it back sometime, let me oh, know if you have more questions. For, <laughs> for, during, during the season, we will for sure. Um, I just want to talk about Tom Crean for a second. I know you've mm-hmm. had pretty high praise for him already in this interview. I mean, what? how was your time with him like as your coach? And how did you feel when he got fired? What was that, two years after you left? Mm-hmm. Actually, one. One? One. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was within, it was within a year of us losing in the Sweet 16. So that was quite, um, quite a shock to me when it happened. But, I mean, he's – Coach Crean is who he is because he's he, – he, he loves his players. Loves his players just like he loves his own family. Um, we, we always felt like a family. Uh, I'm still in contact with, with him and, um, gosh, I think we were, it was in COVID. We had like a two hour zoom, me, him, his wife, kids, all of them just, just hanging out chatting. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, the people, uh, the fans don't see, um, is his, you know, relatable skills and, you know, just personality. Um, cause he's such a, such a loving and caring person that always wants the best out of out of everyone and not everyone that he's around. Um, and that's something that just like, I'll always, you know, never take for granted because he did that for me, whether it was tough love or, you know, you know, the, the happy side of everything too. So uh, he's, he always had a special place in my heart. Cause you know, again, he saw something in me. I never saw in myself and brought that out every single day. Um, and gosh, I, we don't get to stay in contact as much anymore. Cause he's, so dang busy but um no it's only a matter of time before i i need to take a flight down there to see him down in georgia but uh he's 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 one of the best i mean from a detail development um and just want to win standpoint you know he's he's my coach forever for that that's super special yeah i didn't that's some i think a lot of iu fans would just love to hear about i mean that two hours mm-hmm. of meeting i mean you guys just talking, catching up, but um, mm-hmm. last question I have for you. I mean, how do you see the IU program doing going forward? And do you think mm-hmm. Mike Woodson um, is going to be able to kind of get them back to that uh, winning culture? You know, that's a tough one. Cause I, I don't know um, him very much. If at, if at all, I don't know much of the staff besides um, Dane Fife and some of the, staff that stayed over from, from Archie's staff. Um, I think it says something a lot when a coach is willing to keep staff from the previous coaching staff. Um, and I like seeing that from a transition point from players and just culture and kind of meshing the two together. Um, Cause I know how it is with. The transition two, three, four, whatever, you know, uh, Coach Woodson is there for, um, you know, it's, it's always exciting. Um, I think I'm even more excited now that I'm back in the States uh, mm-hmm. and able to actually, you know, see the, the games. Um, and hopefully now with a COVID less season, um, I'm very excited. Again, I don't know how it's going to turn out, you know, in the, in the big 10 rankings or standings, but uh, you know, I'd be excited to see, see him and the staff and the players that, that we have uh, have come in this year. So we'll see how the Big Ten turns out. I'm sure every time we come to Mackey or, 
you know, the Boilermakers go down there, it's going to be a, a raggedy one as it always is. But uh, <laughs> I'll be I'll be certain to, to tune in this year since I've missed a few now from being overseas. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be super interesting for sure. Um, I know we're past time here, so I just want to say thank you so much for no, coming. No, thank on. you, man. I appreciate you having me. And yeah, we'll we'll have to try that. I know you probably had a few more questions. Fortunately, I'm getting almost to dinner time over here with uh, Miss Fiance. So uh, you uh, you have a good one. I'm back sometime, and uh, just let me know you uh, you have my contact. Yes, sir. Stay safe. You too. Nice for a boilermaker and a Hoosier to connect like this. Yeah. For real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. See you, man. Take care.